There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Give it to me! Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I am still Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. And thanks to your support, we have been told by our producer, Rich, that with the publication of last week's episode, we have now exceeded the number of episodes created in any other It's a Thing season. Take that, David Lynch. That's right. It is a real show by God. The return, (laughs) our It's a Thing return, is now greater than the sum of its parts. Yep. And that is all thanks to you. So thank you. Yeah, uh, it yeah, has it really not is. yet caused us to patent our method of determining what things are a thing, which usually consists of poking our little heads out of our caves and seeing what we see, uh, and then running back inside in terror because the things are so apocalyptic seeming. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant the news. The things are <laughs> yeah, you're still not talking the best. about things there. You're talking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> the things are still our weekly take me away from all of the other things. I got one that'll take you away to start okay. off with. Yeah. Boxy signage. Okay. <laughs> this hit me recently because it started. Do you know what hyperkinetic design is? No, but I like this. I like where this is going. Sounds like uh, a real thing. So, uh, my wife is a director of video production for Fandango and Rotten Tomatoes. She was talking to me about this conversation she had had with a partner that they're creating video for and how the partner had really been hyping about hyperkinetic design. And so I was like, Oh yeah, no, I've heard of that. And so we were, we were talking about what does it actually mean? And, and it j- kind of means that sort of flat, slightly transparent video style. You see it at the beginning of uh, Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, you see it, uh, I think Trevor Noah uses it, where you kind of have things sort of sliding in front of other things, but you see some motion in the background, that kind of stuff, right? Okay, like the uh, like the Stephen Colbert, the words yes. come along and there's like a, okay, that's called yeah, hyperkinetic. And, there, and, you, okay. and it's not just a, a solid color background or even a solid pattern background. There's some transparency going on, all of that. So hyperkinetic. Right. And one of the things about it is it's very, uh, it's very boxy. There's very lot, there's no round edges in it. Anything, everything's very sharp. And that conversation led me to realize that when we had been at the mall, I noticed that all the hot new stores and they had like just remodeled the food court with all new signage, they all had boxy signage. So huh. you don't have rounded letters. They're very square. You had, uh, instead you didn't have like a round oval for the, any of the signs. They were all square boxes. And I started looking around and I was like, Oh my gosh, there's, there's like a couple of exceptions and they sort of look like older stores. Uh, versus the ones that have updated are going for this like sharp edge boxy look. Oh, interesting. I wonder if that is all related to the thing that I have been talking about constantly with everyone, which is the 80s. 
Yeah. Like that whole, like that whole look, uh-huh. you know, just being so back, which is such a thing that it like doesn't even get to get talked about on the right. show. It's too easy. Cause um, the seventies was very organic and flowy and complicated. And the eighties was just like, let's just clean this all up. Right. It's almost this sort of like art deco mm-hmm, meets mm-hmm. the eighties aesthetic. That's just very sharp edged and. And boxy, and that actually makes a lot of sense. I'm literally just like Googling hipster trends right now and trying to figure out if <laughs> <laughs> if for some reason boxy design is part of it. But that's so interesting. I bet I'm certain we must have some graphic designers in our um, stable of listeners who can tell right. us. Where and this I'm not is necessarily from. trying to make a connection between hyperkinetic design and the boxy signage. There may or may not be something there. I have no idea. But yeah. that sharp edge in the one made me sort of realize that the other one was happening. I want to like, I need a picture of a cool part of town so that I can see all the <laughs> all the signs to see what they look like. Oh, man, I wish I would have taken a picture at the mall then. Well, I, this I, I is was- a... No. I, I, I will say that when you first started talking, I was a little worried because you mentioned the mall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if that's a new thing, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the malls in Los Angeles right. are constantly right. trying to look new. Yep. That's the only way they survive, right? So so this is a like, oh, this mall. And and we were talking before I I started thinking about this at the mall. We were talking about like, wow, they've really done a good job like keeping this mall looking modern. Because a lot of times you go to a mall and it's like, whoa, this thing is stuck in the past. And, th- and that one we were at was not. Yeah, very true. Indeed, uh, according to Vengage.com, the biggest trends, biggest graphic design trends of 2019 definitely include strong typographic focal points, mm-hmm. uh, mainstream futuristic influences like geometric shapes, Aha. Mm-hmm, but not round ones, uh, and new colorful minimalism, which I suspect is a big part of what you're seeing. Yeah, the minimalism part of it is it's not minimalism in in the sense of like there's not you know there's virtually nothing there. It's right. that the pieces that are there don't interact in a oh. way. Oh. I I'm trying to remember if that's open or closed form. My son is taking this art class and it's like the hardest oh. class he's ever taken and there's nice. like an open art and then a closed one and i don't know which one that would be i guess it does not contain any anyway, i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop talking now because i don't know we we've both learned that we neither of us knows anything <laughs> about yeah, I, art. I don't know a darn thing about design so i'm i'm gonna um i had one of those days where i was like i don't know if i can think of any things and i went and i looked in our wonderful discord and if you are a patron of the show you can join us live in our discord when we're recording uh and there is a whole channel called things where people post their things. And I went back in time a little bit and saw that Lakshada, regular guest Lakshada, had posted that Fleetwood Mac was a thing, which blew my mind because in the last two days, I have had conversations with three different people about Fleetwood Mac, not to mention hearing it last night playing like, you know, from a, an art installation at this Oakland Autumn Lights Festival. So it's not like it was playing in the grocery store. It was like, it's a cool, you know, festival of light and art and installation and they were playing Fleetwood Mac and then a friend of mine said oh yeah Fleetwood Mac was playing in my spin class the other day what which was very weird and not very exercise sounding but then when when Lakshada said that Fleetwood Mac seems to be a thing I was like you're you're completely right like people are talking about it it's in the air there's all these conversations 
And I guess it must be because they're touring again. Oh, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, but it's if- it has really caused Fleetwood Mac to be a thing. I mean, I guess I'll know it's a thing if like it shows up in a TikTok meme anytime soon. Well, that's the but, only true way of knowing anything. Uh, it really is. But now, <laughs> um, in fact, I'm going to look it up real quick. Fleetwood Mac memes. I was just trying to imagine. I mean, there's some peppy Fleetwood Mac songs, but I was like, what could there be uh, that would be a good song for spin class? Won't you take me down in the tall grass and let me do my stuff? There my was... <laughs> uh, Fleetwood Mac re-entered the U.S. charts thanks to a Twitter post uh, with the song Dreams in late 2018. There was okay. a viral there was a viral meme. A 41 year old okay. Fleetwood Mac fan made this saucy meme about Dreams and and like remastered it somehow. I guess. I mean, I can't. Okay. It's a it's a it's a visual or it's a it's song thing, but yeah. Here, yeah, I'm and gonna... then October 3rd, Fleetwood Mac announced the final date of their world tour. Yep. So they've been out on tour. And the funny thing up is, interest too. the tweet was not nice. Like the tweet <laughs> said, <laughs> Fleetwood Mac, this is so appropriate to what I have been saying about the spin class. Fleetwood Mac's music is so boring, you can't even dance to it. Me, comma, an intellectual. And then there's a video of a 38-second clip of a marching band trying to, like, basically just rocking out. Oh, that's Rocking out was. to the song That Dreams. makes perfect sense now, because it's marching band, so it was a weird take on it. And yep. that's what got people interested. And then that made them interested in Fleetwood Mac. Then Fleetwood Mac went on tour. And then just a week ago, they reissued all of Fleetwood Mac's iconic albums on colored vinyl in a 5-LP set. Just because meme. Because meme. Because somebody thought it was funny that a marching band played Fleetwood Mac. And was dancing to Dreams. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty bananas, I have to admit. I don't think that they started touring again because of the meme. But, by the way, I think that I think we can all agree that that's what you come here for on this show, by the way. The real-time detective work of why did Fleetwood Mac come up three times in conversation in our Discord. <laughs> and solved it. Because meme. Because meme. I mean, really, we could just kind of go for that every time and probably be right 75% of the time. Because we go our own way. Yeah, it meme. I mean, if Fleetwood Mac pun, man, come on. Come on. Uh, But I also threw a bunch of pictures in our our general channel uh, Discord of the mall, of some examples of signs at the mall (laughs) that I'm talking about. (laughs) Thank goodness. So I put some pictures of, or I put in this article about how the marching band thing happened. So you can find everything in our Discord, folks. It meme. Join us. Join us there. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've solved the mystery of Fleetwood Mac, what else you got? Let's go to urban farming. Oh, let's. Uh, oh urban gosh. farming is cresting as a meme. Okay. I'm not, well, maybe not cresting, but it is, it is reaching its meme velocity uh, <laughs> uh, or, or thing velocity, I should say. Um, <clears throat> I was starting to conflate thing and meme there for a second. I know. Different. Uh, very different. I don't think we've hit peak urban farming, but just search urban farming in Google News and you get two days ago, Paris will soon be home to the world's largest rooftop urban farm. A week ago, an urban farm grows in Los Angeles and you can be a part of it. How urban farming with hydroponics can help feed the world while saving uh, water, says the Weather Channel. CBS Denver, agrihood development brings urban farming to Denver. Can an urban agricultural plan cultivate New York City's community gardens? It's, it's the hot thing now. Which it is really kind of tied to the whole climate change 
uh, awareness movement of what if we feed ourselves, how will we feed ourselves, and could we have local food to to boot? Uh, and and it's all kind of coming together with some technology that's been developing for about five to ten years to make it close to maybe affordable to do urban farming. Do, do you think that it's a? Do you think it's the at long last the mainstreaming of hydroponics? Thanks to weed culture. It'd be nice if it was like oh, that doesn't one hurt, does good it? Outcome. No, it definitely does not. <laughs> uh, and there are a lot of hydroponic startups around legal marijuana happening and drafting off of the urban farming thing. And I'm sure feeding right back into it with technology yep. developments. Absolutely. Yep. That's a good call. Interesting. And I do, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think like climate change has really increased people's interest in decentralization like that's we're talking about that a lot on my other show on marketplace tech like the idea that people are trying to be less reliant on systems that are inevitably going to fail which unfortunately includes like food certainly food delivery or so you know regular food supplies yeah and i think there and it just makes sense that there's more of a of a um a focus on sustainable living including growing food i've i've actually been feeling that have you watched that documentary the biggest little farm no, I haven't. It's fascinating. It's about these people who were uh, living in Santa Monica in an apartment. And they decided to become farmers, but they wanted to farm the natural way. What's cool about it is that they never sort of say it's not this like beat you over the head with how sustainable they're trying to be. Um, but they basically go and buy a bunch of land and start a sustainable farm that doesn't use any you know, oh, pesticides okay. and, they, and, and that kind of thing. Um, farming the natural way. But they it seems like what they did is they got investors – for the farm in order to by saying they were going to make this movie. Oh, and so the movie covers like eight or nine years of them developing this farm. And it's fascinating. And, it, you know, it's really like it's a big farming operation. So there's a lot of like death. <laughs> but um, it did. I, I bought this whole book on sustainable living. Like I was like, I I want to I want to be part of this. I want to be part of the movement. Well, and, and it's all it's not just about mitigating future damage, although that is definitely part of it. It's also about freeing up land use and saying maybe maybe it would be better to do indoor vertical farming near urban centers mm -hmm. where you cut down on transportation uh, and you get fresh vegetables to people faster. Uh, and the large open cleared land could potentially be planted with other things that are help going to help you know, absorb CO2 from the environment. Yeah. And you don't be. have runoff and you don't, you know, you, there's water issues as well that you, you can solve. It's all kinds of things that it could potentially lead to. Right. And weed. And also <laughs> a lot of weed. <laughs> also, there's a weed tie in here, which is that land thing. could be, I mean, just think about it. I actually, I went after I saw that, that documentary and I bought this book. This, it's like apparently an old, a very old book. It was written in the sixties or seventies by this guy, John Seymour, the self-sufficient life and how to live it. And now it's like, it's back again as a United States reissue right, for right. like off the grid living. It's pretty interesting. I don't think this urban farming thing is necessarily going to be a sustain uh, or a self-sustaining thing. Uh, what, what, what I see a lot of is companies getting into this and saying, we're going to take over this building that's not being used because all of its, you know, business got run off by the internet and we're going to turn it into a farm and start selling, <laughs> selling our produce into the city. The, the, the hmm. trick is to be able to do it at cost. Getting it, it's still, 
not quite cheap enough to do it that way. Uh, but the more more they work on it, the cheaper they get it and, and scale is starting to help. And like you say, I mean, it all goes back to weed, right? <laughs> and if weed can make well, the parts yeah. cheaper because of demand, then that's going to help the, the, the vertical farms too. Yeah, absolutely. Fascinating. It's huh. so cool. Yeah. I'm way, I know I'm just reading this article about three-part harmony, which is like the pesticide-free vegetables, herbs, and cut flowers, edible landscape, urban farm. Yeah, there's so many other benefits to doing vertical farms and urban farms. I mean, vertical Absolutely. farms don't have to be urban, but it kind of makes sense because you have them indoors and then you keep them close to the population center. Right. And you don't, I mean, because I think that's a conversation we're all have, having, which is like, what is the downstream cost of getting yeah. food places? Like, it just doesn't make sense to, you can, it can be as organic as you want it to be, but if it came from across the country, it has a big carbon footprint attached to it. But to- totally like chasing a squirrel. My mind now is going back to what you were saying about uh, self-sustaining. And I just found out that the L.A. Water Department will let you put a rain barrel in and, in fact, subsidize the cost of it as part of a like remodeling to a drought tolerant landscape. Really? Yeah. That is very progressive. That's I super know. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to, I also like, you know, the utilities have really resisted some of this stuff for a long time, like PG&E up here, which is a reputation in the toilet in case I mean, maybe you, you heard about you the- You may have heard about them, folks. They've turned off the news. power to yeah. almost a million people. Remember that? Um, oh, For piggy. years have essentially refused to let people put solar energy back into the grid. So like you could use, you can get solar- but you can't, you still have to use some of their power. Like you sort of, you can't decentralize and you can't get a credit back for creating any excess solar power. Like That's they've just, just been ridiculous. sort of like, I know. I mean, they're letting you put the power back into the grid. They have right. to. That's the way it works, but they're well, not yeah. giving you any credit for it. They're not giving it. you any credit for it. Which exactly. is just, they're just like, wrong. Mm. Now, yeah. I, guess, I guess they've loosened up on that because someone who lives up there was telling me they actually get something out of solar, their solar panels now, but I don't remember the details. I th- they probably have. And now there's like all these other sort of mechanisms for, yeah. you know, helping you get renewable energy and use it and give it back and whatever. But for the longest time, they were just super resistant. Yeah. And- our, the, uh, the power the, again, it's the LA department of water and power, uh, here. Um, they're fine with it. They're, yeah. they're great. The only weirdness of doing solar here for me was I had to swap my meter out from a smart meter to an old meter. Because they only have for for two way because that's how they have to do it to give you credit for a two way meter you had to use an older meter that doesn't have Wi Fi in it. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to look up the solar restrictions because I want to be accurate about that, but I will um I'll find them later because <laughs> it is time for me to make everyone super uncomfortable and talk about my period. Except you shouldn't be. Well, and the kids these days apparently do not find it super uncomfortable. Like periods are a thing. Yeah, it's talking about your period is a thing. Making jokes about it is a thing. Period tracking is a huge thing, and I think yeah. that's actually what has sort of led the way here. Is that mm-hmm. that that's been the easiest entry into kind of women's health apps, um, and then it went super mainstream with the latest with iOS thirteen, which included cycle tracking, not the right. bike kind. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not menstrual cycle. I thought it was super funny that they were like cycle tracking. At first, I was like, "What is?" Oh, so Apple. Yeah, I mean, it it it's partly because they're talking about menstruation, but it's also partly because Apple just always tries to come up with the cleanest name for whatever, right? I I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Like just just call it period tracking. It actually would have helped, you know, in this whole. But I I realized it was a thing because there's this viral TikTok. 
there's this little like Christmas meme going around for TikTok and it's people talking about how long it is until Christmas and, you know, how many days and this and that. And there's one that has like well over a million something views that went up just a couple of days ago. And it's this girl dancing in a little Christmas outfit. And it's like, ladies, only two more periods till Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a couple months. Exactly. And I laughed so hard and I thought that was amazing. And then weirdly, the thing that confirmed for me that it's a thing, because I just keep it, keep seeing it pop up all over, is this article from Yahoo from the UK about why are periods such a taboo and we can't talk about them anymore? And I was like, oh, no, no, you writing this article and talking about this woman who just wrote a book called Period. Uh huh. Tagline, it's about bloody time. Ha 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 is itself confirmation and by the way this went up uh today as we are recording this podcast is like itself confirmation that oh no we are talking about them we just are because you know what it's like breathing and growing hair it is in my opinion and my opinion has become this Uh, i'm not i'm not innocent of the culture that taught me that i should be ashamed to talk about this but it has become my opinion that i don't think it's fair to tell half plus the percentage of the populace that something that they can't stop is perfectly natural and part of their health, they should be embarrassed to talk about. Yeah. Uh, because you know what happens when you don't talk about something essential to your health? It's bad for your health. Totally. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Also, you know what happened that apparently really, uh, I think, probably propelled this in a really big way is that in February, uh, there was a, a period emoji. Appeared ah, in in Unicode. That's both sign and and propulsion, right? Yep. Like yep. the fact that they allowed the emoji through the the Unicode set. That's that's a sign that it's become a thing. And then once it becomes emoji, that just propels it farther into thingdom. Like, totally. oh yeah, no, this is fine. And I bet that is a huge part of the reason why it's a thing. Yeah, I just found out, and I didn't know this, and then I was furious about it. That California, of all freaking places, has a sales tax on tampons and pads they call it the pink tax like it exists in lots of which is just you know like stop calling it shit like that and then maybe we can actually have a real conversation about it but yeah like that's uh-huh. absurd yeah. like it is ad necessity it should be free it should be like covered by our insurance for god's right. sake and there's a sales tax on it but and i guess they're trying taxed. to get rid of it i mean we don't tax food because right. it's an essential we tax prepared food right which is if you are at a restaurant, you get taxed for the luxury of having someone prepare the food for you. But if you buy a loaf of bread, there's no tax on that. Yep. And this is not something you have a choice in buying or not. I mean, nope. I mean, I guess you have a choice in what method you, have a choice you want in which to parts. Use, like, I guess you right? could choose that there sure. was a premium one or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you don't but, get to not buy it. But you. Can- <laughs> yep. Taxed. Taxed. <laughs> is there a tax on toilet paper? I don't know. That's a good question, actually. If there's no tax on toilet paper, there better not be a tax. Yeah, there there shouldn't shouldn't be be. a tax on toilet paper. Exactly. And and there's a really great point in the in the Discord, which is like, yeah, I also am conflicted about sharing any cycle data with big tech. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure how I feel about using these apps, but I do think it is really notable that they exist, that there's an emoji, that there's a whole conversation about it, like it's I don't know. It it seems to be that there are TikTok memes about it. And it, it really when the kids are doing it, I know we say this every time, but when they are normalizing it, it will be normal. And hallelujah. I was, uh I was in Ireland Surrey. 
uh, at Worldcon in August. Yeah, August. And uh, my wife uh, was was going was planning to go out with me and a friend of ours uh, to go to this bar, this like whiskey museum bar. And then that morning, she's like, I don't really want to go. I was like, oh, why not? She's like, I'm on my period. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally understandable. No worries. Mm -hmm. So we go out and my friend, uh, we're walking in a crowd. There's a lot of people around. And my friend turns to me and is like, oh, why didn't Eileen want to come? Like, oh, she got her period. And my friend's like, oh, okay. This guy turned around in front of me and just gave me the most aghast look. And I just kind of looked at him like, what? What's your deal, dude? Like, yeah, it's... It's not a thing to be embarrassed about. It's why she didn't want to come out. It explains perfectly like, you know, oh, no more explanation needed. Totally get it. Everyone can understand it immediately. Yeah. And and everything's fine. You are making it not fine by staring at me weirdly right now, sir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but otherwise, you know, we can all move on with our conversations. Fascinating. Uh, I think there is or was a toilet paper tax exemption, although as I was looking it up, I did find a story on the Daily Beast that said the tampon tax outrage is overblown. Although, frankly, I disagree. <laughs> I don't think it's overblown at all. Well, and yeah, there uh, was there was Bogmunkowicz remember there was like a in our discord says that Illinois does tax food at one percent. So not oh, okay. a, not every state doesn't tax the foods. Right. Which they shouldn't. Although one percent at least is somewhat low. Anyway, we're a little off topic, but mark my words. You're gonna you're gonna hear more casual references, I think. And remember, there was that I think it was like a Chinese Olympian, a gymnast, and they interviewed her after, and she didn't do as well as she was expected to do. And she was like, "Yeah, I don't know, I'm just a little off today. I also got my period." Yeah, <laughs> and I everyone mean, was like, oh, "Hallelujah!" You know what else? Ooh, something related thing yeah. that's much more mainstream is also the thing where like no one likes to wear their bra. I even <laughs> saw a commercial that was like. I don't know, maybe let's say it was for Diet Coke. Clearly the branding didn't work, but it was like the official drink of, I just cannot bother with this bra anymore. And it has this like millennial girl taking her bra off. Just like a candy. We anymore. have had it with being uncomfortable for you people. Ah, we are back to the seventies <laughs> in many ways. I uh, guess so. I yeah, guess so. No, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, no, I was going to say like, there are ways if, cause I'm sure there's somebody out there going like, I don't know. This isn't something you want to hear people talking about. It's not that pleasant. It's like, it's like pooping. Yep. It's you, just like, there pooping. are ways you talk about it that are acceptable. And there are ways you talk about it that are definitely not acceptable. Right. Mm-hmm. And this should be no different. Like it's, you shouldn't be, have to not talk about it, but yeah, of course you don't, you don't want to like go into detail necessarily unless it's necessary. So yeah. <laughs> Why not Tom? Uh, producer Rich, thank goodness went and found the ad in question. It is the Coors Light ad. Oh really? They're, apparently they're calling it the, the, uh, the bra ad. And yes, they're saying it's quote groundbreaking. Why the suddenly un- when you said it was Coors Light, did I think this is pandering? Oh yeah, people are people are having questions, but I will say I loved it. Like I, I mean, I, I guess that I shouldn't was, undermine the if the reality of the message, whether it's pandering or not, right? Yeah. What do you feel better if it was just Coors? Like when you said calories, it was but- Diet Coke, I didn't think that. Isn't that weird? Oh, see, I did. I was like, ew, Diet Coke. I'm kind of fine with it being Coors Light, and it's like the official beer of being done wearing a bra. I think you know what it is. Coors Light's ads over the years have been so masculine that this feels like an overcorrection. Yeah, but I that, guess I again, could say that the message isn't wrong, and it's so real, dude. Yeah. It's so real. But you're right, and this this piece even notes that historically women have been the objects and not subjects of beer marketing. Yeah, so it definitely is like the the kinder, gentler, more friendly 
beer ad, but you know what? It's so on point and it's so well done. And it's really, it's really subtle. Like it's not, they don't make a big deal out of it. Like it's a really short spot. Yeah. This woman just comes in, does the thing under the shirt, throws the freaking bra away, looks so happy, takes a drink of the beer. And it's like the official beer being done wearing a bra. (laughs) It was really smooth. Like it was a well done. If it were tackier, it wouldn't have worked so well, but. Right. They, they, you know what they might've done got what? millennial women to make the ad wait what? what you're crazy that's insane no <laughs> that could never happen all right let's get to some uh feedback we get we have great thing spotters out there in the world and uh they send us uh their ideas both in our discord and an email feedback at it's a thing dot me starting with jeff from akron ohio First time listeners since the show's revamp, long time patron on DTNS. Well, thanks. Continuing on your cider discussion, I was at Fathead's Brewery in North Canton, Ohio Friday night, and they had one cider. It was an orange no. apple cider. <laughs> That's it hilarious. was delicious, he writes in all caps. It tasted <laughs> like a cider with the orange flavor hitting you. I never heard of an orange cider before, and their website shows they have f- different fruit ciders available as well. I highly suggest you seek this out and try it for yourself. It's from Cider Boys called Orange Mimosa. Oh, my God. That is amazing, and it sounds delightful. Orange uh, cider. Orange cider. Lewis in the Discord writes, this is definitely a future thing. Probably everyone's heard of the unsweetened flavored sparkling water, whether it's Boubli by Pepsi. I had not heard of that, by the way. Or LaCroix, Pabst National Brewing, or Dasani, which is from Coke, or your favorite store brand, and blah, 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 uh, because sparkling everything is a thing. He says, in Canada, there's also Canada Dry, and says, yes, that's sparkling water with flavor and no sugar and sweeteners. And he, so here is my future thing prediction. Okay. All soda brands will eventually have sparkling water or sparkling soda varieties, and most, if not all, will have no sweeteners as a way to differentiate from existing diet drinks on the mo- our market. Exhibit A is proof in Toronto and maybe elsewhere. Coke is now selling Fresca-flavored water. Yeah, Fresca is like hmm. back. Uh, but it has aspartame, I think. No, no, no. That The original Fresca did. And hmm. he said, this stuff has no sweeteners added at all. I predict within the next decade or so. All these traditional soda companies will uh, take their sugary drink brands and convert them to unsweetened brands one way or the other, which I am fine with. And I think we're already definitely seeing. That's the reason I that those sparkling drinks are so popular already. Definitely see the the, uh, the the citrusy fruit flavored drinks doing this for sure. That mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to me. Um, not quite sure if Coke would do a sparkling water version of Coke. Just because that starts to sound watered down, mm-hmm. they like doing flavored versions. I, I, that may be as close as they get is the you know the lemon coke, the light lemon coke, right? Uh, and they, maybe that's a distinction without a difference. I don't know. I mean, they have the. It's funny because Coca Cola, their own website, has on the Coca Cola journey a whole story about the ri- sparkling water being on the rise mm-hmm. and how the unsweetened flavored sparkling water is a dynamic and exciting category that we. Look as we look to our long-term growth plans. I mean, certainly Coca-Cola, the company, is going to come out with more of these. They have them already, and they're certainly going to come out with more. Do you think they'll do a Coke-flavored one? Actually, know. okay, I'm 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 on the fly. I'm thinking <laughs> what they will do is the the flavored Coke sparkling water, right? So you'll have a cherry Coke sparkling water, oh. a lemon Coke sparkling water, an orange Coke sparkling water. Gross disgusting but maybe yeah yeah because and they have ugh, they have all these flavors now in and coca-cola and diet coke like they've yeah, got a orange cream coke did not ugh. sit well with me 
Georgia peach and California raspberry and it's full sugar. And then Diet Coke, a brand rejuvenization with ginger lime, twisted mango, zesty blood orange. That's definitely pointed towards sparkling water. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm totally Mm -hmm. with you, Lewis. I know. I think Lewis just proved his point. Yep. Via DuckDuckGo. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Miss Music Teacher in Discord uh, pointed out that sheet masks are officially post thing in terms of coolness because I saw two characters on CBS's The Neighborhood using them. Ah. <laughs> and then I think in our group chat, in our text thread about this today, there was, where was it? There was an article uh, about like some some mainstream outlet was essentially validating that sheet masks are so peak that they're essentially over. Like yeah. I said, we don't think they work, but if they did work, here would be some good ones. Yeah, that's 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 the end. When they're like, we probably don't think they work, but yep. we need the clicks. So here you go. I think Miss Music Teacher, by the way, before we uh, before we go, may be in fact on her way to being a full fledged. Tre- uh, what do we call it? Thing setter. Thing setter. Thing setter. Yep, like trendsetter. Uh, oh, yeah. Miss Music Teacher also pointed out canned cocktails, like canned gin and tonics and canned Moscow mules already. Oh, yeah. Already Definitely. mixed. Yep. Total thing. I don't know how I didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Last minute edition that's not in our doc, that, but I noticed Ooh, it come like right it. through the email from Shannon K. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> original thing setter yeah uh you've mentioned the california black and yellow vanity plates being a thing i think a related thing is getting a custom plate that almost looks like a regular plate (laughs) what (laughs) i'm i i I, for some reason anyone confirm uh i'm losing part of the uh it's it's scrolling off the screen so i can't read oh i know after yeah the email was formatted very strangely doesn't have line breaks Nope, it doesn't have line break breaks. And she sent this really cute photo, but it's so big that you can't read it. Oh, it's because uh, of the she photo, said, yeah. She said, I think people want the new looking black and yellow plates, but don't have anything unique that they really want to use. You actually, I know, I know the answer to this. You can just order your regular old license plate in black or blue or like the mm. there's like a sunrise or whatever. California now has all these different plates. And so it is their regular, it's sort of custom in the sense that they went out and got the special black plate with the yellow lettering, but didn't say anything. But didn't pick a thing for it to say. Right. Uh, Shannon also says the Yeti style wine tumblers are one of the items we're getting customized with the team logo for her daughter's dance team. Yes. Uh, Nailed it. She was driving when we mentioned the matte colored Subaru. I, and I knew right away that I had seen a car with that color and I was kind of hoping the road would magically fill with them immediately. <laughs> Sadly, I haven't spotted one since. <gasps> really? <laughs> In Orange, Co- Meinhof. Orange County, California. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm also a little bit panicking about this intentional bad grammar thing. I think this will be the true dividing line between my generation and the next. Uh, and then she talks about how stunned she was about hat fixing and points out how Jean-Luc Picard is a reason why you shouldn't be embarrassed to be bald. That is very true. Although I think I may have invented a, a phrase. I have a friend who's online dating a bunch and she is going out with a guy that she thinks is very handsome, except that he has he's bald on top and then he has this sort of like ring, pseudo ring of hair around, um, you know, like right above the ears. And I said, well, if you start dating him, then can our sex in the city name for him be Friar Tuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then she said, I don't think I can go out with him again. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no. oh no i ruined it i ruined it she sent me like a you know like a picture an old school picture of fire talking i was like no like, come so on i'll never look at him the same so i know she was again. like you ruined it also just for what it's worth shannon sent us a photo of her daughter at five months old meeting her newborn cousin uh rider for the first time and licking him on the face <laughs> it's just like a little baby licking a little even littler baby and it's made my entire week thank you shannon <laughs> <laughs> That's it is fantastic. magical. It is magical. Like all your emails that come into feedback at it's a thing dot me. Thank you so much. Uh, I can't. I'm. I'm. I can't believe that Shannon hasn't seen the Subaru Cross Track because <laughs> I think every week we surpass a topic in terms of email, and the Subaru is definitely the new most commented on thing in our in our arsenal. Yeah. No, that's weird that that they disappeared. Uh, it, is it because she County. is a thing setter that if if a thing comes into her mind, sometimes she may repel them? Like, the, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's it's it. Too much power. That's at once. definitely it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that might be it. Uh, also, folks, if you back us on our Patreon, uh, you can become a member of It's a Thing and you get access to cool stuff like our Discord that we keep talking about. You can be in there trading thing ideas with us and a bunch of folks in the audience uh, and even sometimes get to listen in on the show as we record it. Yep. And uh, I can tell you that in the Discord, there is firm agreement that orange vanilla Coke is terrible. This is exactly the kind of sparkling conversation you can anticipate. Sparkling. I like what you did there. Uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash it's a thing feedback at it's a thing dot me is our email address and shout outs to Mike Akins and Louis St. Amour for supporting the show at the shout out level you guys are the best talk to you next time bye planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.